Good morning, everybody. No pithy quotes or uh, or excerpts from books today. Just gonna go straight into it. As obviously, you if you're tuning in and you were listening regularly last fall, uh, you haven't heard a podcast episode like this for some time. That's because I took a well, what I thought was a well deserved hiatus. And that was for a couple of reasons. The primary reason is that I was moving around a lot. I was working in uh, Tulsa and still trying to um, base myself out of Oklahoma City, uh, looking for more permanent employment, which those are some details that we don't need to get into here. They're not relevant to the show and you probably don't care. Um, But I think that I've had a great uh, couple of months and I've also used the opportunity to build what I think is a better store of knowledge to do more episodes in a more timely manner. Uh, the way that the podcast was going last year where we would do an episode every week was a lot of fun, but it was very, very time consuming. It was very time crunchy. And what that also meant is that because we had to have content coming out every week, it was harder to do longer form episodes. I think back to the, uh, to the two party about the Tulsa race massacre and the amount of, uh, the amount of time and energy it took to read and really get your, get ourselves familiar with the storyline there and uh, to properly um, report that incident in the um, gravity and the respect that it deserves uh, is such that it's very hard to do that kind of stuff week in, week out. So what I have made the executive decision to do with this podcast is to move it to a seasonal format, um, which is pretty normal in the podcast network, where instead of uh, doing everything weekly, we will do it weekly over uh, 10 week seasons. So that is actually where this podcast is going to go beginning at the end of next month. So this is uh, coming out in June of 2022. So beginning in July of 2022, there will be a 10 week season two. And the way that I plan on doing that is it's going to be one episode per week and it's going to cover two topics alternately each week. One of those topics is going to be Cherokee removal from the Cherokee lands in the eastern United States and how the uh, Cherokee peoples ended up in Oklahoma. Well, at least the uh, the Cherokee Nation peoples ended up in Oklahoma. And as well, we are going to be covering the 2006 uh, University of Oklahoma football season, which, in my opinion, is one of the mo- it's one of the college football seasons that won, had some of the most storied games ever played, and had I think some of the greatest drama ever never put to pen or to film but if you are a movie maker out there and you think that this is a good idea go ahead and do it and just give me a little bit of credit i don't need any money or anything like that but you know i think it's a good idea but anyway um as a little bit of a treat today uh, i want to do a little short episode about perry maxwell who is known as the father of oklahoma golf uh this episode was supposed to come out a couple weeks before this and if you've been paying attention to anything Oklahoma related, you know that the PGA Championships were held this year in Tulsa at Southern Hills Country Club, which is beautiful, beautiful course. I got a chance to go out and watch the practice round with my boss, who also gifted us this beautiful, beautiful new microphone, which I hope improves the quality of the sound. So shout out boss. And from there, I think we can do a short episode and hopefully that will hold you up before we begin talking about Cherokee removal and uh, the Oklahoma Sooners football team. And you might ask why uh, the 2006 OU football team and specifically Cherokee removal, and the answer to that is very simple, is one, I am Cherokee, and I also went to OU, and I cheer for OU in football. It's a lot easier for me to access that information because at least OU football-related, it's 
in my memory and it's easy to pull that stuff up, uh, especially Cherokee stuff. Uh, it's very easy to go to members of my family who have uh, professional responsibilities with Cherokee history. And it's just way easier to get that info. Like I said, this is a one-man show with some help from some friends and family. So I have to go where the information is. And I think that that's how I could do the best show. Obviously, I'm very interested in uh, the other athletic programs that are in the state of Oklahoma, as well as the other tribes in Oklahoma, as we have over 30 recognized tribes in Oklahoma. So and I'm interested in all of them. So if you have any interest in uh, sending me things that are that you think are interesting or should be covered on the show, please by all means, reach out. I'm happy to listen to anything. But uh, I think that that's where we're going to go for the next uh, 10 or so weeks, starting in July. And with that, let's uh, move on to Perry Maxwell real quick. So like I said before, Perry Duke Maxwell is often referred to as the father of Oklahoma golf because he, as you might imagine, is the guy who really brought the modern golf course to the state of Oklahoma And not only did he bring the modern golf course to the state of Oklahoma, but he brought it everywhere into some really famous courses as we're going to learn about. So Perry Duke Maxwell was born on June 13th, 1879 in Princeton, Kentucky, which is the seat of Caldwell County in Western Kentucky, which is the site of a really, really pretty Art Deco courthouse, by the way, if you have any interest in that kind of architecture, because I sure do. I thought it was cool. And After a couple of failed attempts to study classical literature when he was in school, Maxwell eventually moved to Ardmore, Oklahoma in 1897 and married. And Ardmore, as you might remember, is a city along I-35, just north of the Oklahoma-Texas border. And if you remember uh, a while back from the Red River Bridge War, I-35 after the Red River Bridge War became the main thoroughfare from getting to Oklahoma to Texas or from Texas to Oklahoma. So Ardmore really developed around that I-35 junction. However, we also must say that was long after Maxwell's time. So do not think that Maxwell made his living from uh, any sort of modern I-35 going through Ardmore at the time. That would be inaccurate, but it is a kind of a fun fact in general. So Maxwell himself became a banker and eventually was vice president of the Ardmore National Bank. And I don't know why, but every time I think of that fact, I imagine him being some kind of George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Obviously, his life would turn out very differently from George Bailey's, but I just, it kind of sounds nice in my head. But instead of George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life becoming a guy that's going to save this very nice small American town... Maxwell turned his pursuits to golf architecture. So in Ardmore, Maxwell owned a dairy farm that he turned into the first nine holes of what is now the Dornick Hills Golf and Country Club in Ardmore. Golf architects in the early 20th century in the United States were generally not formally trained, and their qualifications were based around knowledge and skill at the game of golf, with some cursory knowledge of landscaping and maybe some outdoor architecture. And though Dornick Hills would be Perry Maxwell's first venture as a golf architect, it would certainly not be his last. And after his wife's untimely death in 1919, Maxwell would travel to Scotland, the fatherland of all golf, to study golf architecture. And from this point, Maxwell would begin to come into his prime. And he would study and design many of the courses in Oklahoma and the greater United States in this, well, not new, but the new Scottish style that he had learned from earlier days. 
And this would come to a climax in 1931 when he would join forces with Dr. Alastair McKenzie, who was a British Army physician turned golf, golf architect, most famous for Cypress Point and the Royal Melbourne Golf Club, and eventually would work on renovations and redesigns to Augusta National Golf Club's course. And Maxwell is credited with renovating Augusta's 10th hole, turning it from a, quote, simple par four, barely 400 yards, into the toughest hole at Augusta, unquote. Augusta, of course, being the home of the Masters Tournament and the 10th hole at Augusta, known to be the hardest hole at the Masters Golf Course. And this is seems to be largely due to Maxwell's implementation and mind. And beyond Augusta, Maxwell and McKinsey would design Crystal Downs in Michigan, Milrose in Philadelphia, and the Oklahoma City Golf and Country Club here in Oklahoma City, where I am recording. McKinsey unfortunately died in 1934, prematurely ending the duo's partnership. Maxwell, however, would design some of his greatest courses after McKinsey's death. Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, arguably Maxwell's greatest design, came about in 1935 to 1936 in Prairie Dunes, another course that's considered to be Maxwell's greatest design in Hutchinson, Kansas, came in 1937. And he would also go down to renovate Colonial Country Club, which is also another famous golf course, in Fort Worth in 1940. In After World War II, he lost a leg to cancer, and Maxwell would team up with his son for the final stage of his design career before unfortunately dying in Tulsa, in 1952. Maxwell was buried north of the seventh hole fairway or the seventh fairway at Dornick Hills in Ardmore and uh, his grave is still there. He of course is an Oki by all stretch of the imagination designing all the courses in Oklahoma. Obviously he's most famous for designing uh, Southern Hills, which is host to more PGA championships than any other golf course in the country, and also making major renovations to Augusta National. And he was a great ambassador for, I think, kind of the self-creation that comes about in Oklahoma, especially being a guy from Ardmore who eventually goes to Scotland to study the great courses and creating some of the great courses. It's a very Oklahoma story. Uh, Maxwell has been inducted into basically every single Hall of Fame related to golf in Oklahoma, and I believe nationally. I'm not actually sure on that. Someone can fact check me. And he was a lot of fun to learn about, especially uh, with the PGA in town. If you go to a lot of the major golf courses in Oklahoma City and around the area, there will be references to Perry Maxwell, Maxwell's bar or something referenced. And he certainly, by all accounts, is an Oklahoma legend. And that... We're going to conclude our discussion of Perry Maxwell in just the last couple bit of housekeeping notes. Like I said, uh, next month we're going to be back with regular episodes for 10 weeks. My plan is to do five weeks of, like I said, alternating the 2006 Oklahoma football season and Cherokee removal. If like it, We have not really done the broad amounts of recording needed for those episodes. So if you're listening to this now and you have an interesting tidbit or a suggestion, I, I'm, you're more than free to, uh, to send that to me. Um, and also one thing I enjoyed doing last year was the, uh, were the, uh, the episodes on ghost stories in Oklahoma. 
Um, I would like to do those again in October. So I'm more than happy if you've got a, if you've got a good ghost story or ghost story here that you want to hear, send it my way. Um, those were just a lot of fun to do. I'm ecstatic to get back to talking about this uh, land of dustland fairy tales where we do not have the nice Disney endings and instead we generally have the old style Brothers Grimm endings, which might be a little bit more macabre, but they certainly do give a good dose of practical morality. Uh, I'm very glad to be back in Oklahoma. I'm, I'm absolutely really enjoyed my time in Tulsa. Uh, my plan is I will be back in Oklahoma City full time in September, so we're looking forward to that. And I'm very glad to be back on the mic. And for those of you who uh, are listening again, I apologize for going rogue for about six months, but I just wanted to take some time to do some research and learn so I can bring you better content. And I hope that we're back with not only more prepared content, but we're back with upgraded systems. I'm recording off a new microphone. I'm also recording off of a new laptop. And so I hope to be able to bring you a better show in the future. And I just want to give my utmost uh, thanks and respect for those of you who are still with us. And, uh, you know, if anybody has any interest in listening to an Oklahoma history podcast, please throw them our way. And with that, I'm Will Milam. This is the America of America show. And I will see you next month.